Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming back to episode 8 of the Purple and Gold Hoops podcast with Adam and Kevin. Um, kind of a depressing week this week. Lakers coming off a four-game losing streak after making it so empathic, early, empathic earlier in the season. They didn't even want to lose back-to-back. We're not going to talk about the first loss. We're just going to talk about the last three games, starting with Denver. Then we'll get to the Clippers game on Christmas and tonight's win over the Blazers, as well as some other things that we want to talk about. As always, it's Adam. This is Kevin. Coming back to you, and we're going to start with the Dem- loss in Denver. And Kevin and I were talking a little bit, and it was a bad game. Like I told him that that was the, by far the worst loss of the season. And he completely agreed. I don't really know where to start with that game. They had it close in the first half. It was a good game in the first half. LeBron did, was not playing um, just AD, but they kept it close in the first half. And then the second half, just the wheels came off the bus, and they ended up getting blown out by 20-something points. Wasn't it like 55, 53 at the half? Yeah, 56-53, somewhere around there at halftime. So, it, like I said, it was a good game up until halftime. I believe the Lakers were losing, but by three points and no more, you know. So it was a one-possession game at halftime, and second half they just blew the doors off the Lakers and they lost 128-104. to Well, you know, everyone on the, on the Nuggets starters, every single one of the Nuggets starters, except for one player, had at least 10 points. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, somehow we kept him in check. He only had six points. The 0 for 6 from 3 was a big part of it. Oh, oh my God. The three-point shooting has been terrible. Like the last four games, he, but he's their point guard. He's good. He's not too fast, but he's not slow. You know, like and his shot is deadly. He does that little arrow thing. Yeah, where he's like shooting out. Like he wasn't doing nothing of that against the Lakers, but <laughs> Lakers weren't doing much of anything against the Nuggets anyway. So yeah, you know, AD had a really good game. Thirteen to twenty-three, thirty-two points, eleven rebounds. So, I mean, outside of that, I think the Lakers, they just got blown out. I mean, we're also seeing what no LeBron looks like. Yeah, no LeBron is ugly. Really ugly. Yeah, there was not a single Laker that every Laker on the roster played. There was not a single Laker that was a positive anything in the plus minus. One of the worst parts is that the Lakers only had 18 assists. And, you know, tonight they, well, at least tonight they got back to really moving the ball around mm-hmm. and getting everyone uh, acclimated into the game. Right. That game, they had 18 assists, which means there was, like, no ball movement whatsoever. Just give AD the ball down low, let him go to work, and nothing happened. It was it was terrible. They also only shot 10 for 29 from three, which is 34.5%, which is a marked increase from what they were doing. Yeah. But it... The I mean, whole game, it was bad. But that makes sense because when you're not moving the ball, you know, you're you're shooting with a defender in your face the whole night. You're not getting anyone open. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it looks just like it does, like it was. Yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to find a bright spot to take away from this game. If there's one, I would assume it's Kuzma who had 16 points in the game. Uh, shot seven for fifteen from the field in only twenty two minutes. I mean, I I guess because 
we were talking about Kuzman last week, and I believe the week before that as well, as far as he hasn't been really performing. So 16 points is getting closer to what we expect from Kuz. So I guess that's, if you could call it the lone bright spot or the silver lining to the loss, but it was disappointing, man. I was really debating just taking a nap. <laughs> just watching the game. I'm like, kind of tired. Do I really want to sit here and subject myself to this? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm right there with you because I usually write down a lot of notes throughout every single Laker game. And I, I think I stopped around halftime. I was like, there's nothing good to write. Yeah, as soon as they came out in the third quarter. <laughs> it was just negative. But, so let's just ignore this game and pretend like it never happened. Sounds good with me because I've already deleted it. So I, really don't, <laughs> I really don't even recall it. Like, but, I mean, that was the loss. That was the second. No, that was the third loss in a row. So that extended the losing streak to three. Then we're coming home to uh, <laughs> Christmas Day to play the Clippers and how much – now, this is a game I didn't want to fall asleep for. and We're probably going to stay talking about this for – For quite a while, yeah. yeah. Because this is the game that was so hyped that I was waiting for the – you know, all of L.A. and all the basketball world that follows the NBA was waiting for. And – LeBron sat out Denver so that he could be more rested for this game, and it was still questionable or game-time decision or whatever it was, whether he was going to play or not. But he and AD both came out against Paul George and Kawhi. I was looking forward to it. It was a great game. Um, Lakers were up by, I believe, 15 with six minutes left in the third quarter, somewhere around there. That's right. And LeBron came up. And took this crazy one-legged three. <laughs> and then I everything went downhill. The Lakers, I saw it. It, it. it was a close game in the fourth quarter, but the Lakers were up by five with four and a half minutes left. I wonder if he thought he got fouled and he just pulled up. I wonder if the grunt, because LeBron didn't look right. He was not wanting to attack in that he, game. And okay. I, I wonder if he really didn't have the explosive, and it was kind of like, it hurt so much, and he's carrying so much of the load because he took it off one leg, and I'm, if I remember correctly, he jumped off his right leg, but it's his left groin, so that would kind of make you know like, ah, I hurt like, so he just took a one leg at three, but it's still like, why didn't you just move the ball to somebody? It like you brought it up I with sixteen right seconds, yeah, and you shot the ball at ten seconds left on the shot clock, like. It was crazy, and as soon as he did that, it, the Clippers momentum just got all it. kind of momentum, yeah. Yeah. And he shot two for 12 from three. He shot terrible the whole whole game. If I felt like he was trying to get himself into the game. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he was leaving people behind because Kuzma was crazy hot that game. Yeah, the first half Kuzma came out, yeah. he was exchanging shot for shot with Kawhi in the first quarter. I, that's what it seemed. I was like, all right, yeah, let's they, go with it was like It was like the old school watching Kobe go against T-Mac. Or exactly. Kobe against AI where they were kind of, yes, it's a five-on-five NBA game, but they were kind of going one-on-one at each other. Yes. They weren't necessarily guarding each other, but they were what okay, Kawhi, you just got that bucket. I'm going to one-up you. Yeah. Kuz comes down. Kuz will get a three. Kawhi answers back. So it was kind of like watching a one-on-one in an NBA game, and it was great. Yeah. I was like, why not? Why not? 
run into run this well until it dries up. Mm-hmm. You know, if Kuzma misses two in a row, okay, call timeout, take him out, you know, go back to the team game. Yeah, Kuz led like the team in scoring with 25 points off the bench. AD had 24, LeBron had 23. Now, if we can get 20 to 25 from Kuzma every night, oh, that's it, a, that's a and you know LeBron and AD are going probably 25 to 28, yeah. 29. That That's a legitimate big three, and I really feel like this game against the Clippers on Christmas, it was more that the Lakers lost it rather than the Clippers took it. True. Because Lakers had... Like I said, they were up five with four and a half minutes to go in the game, and they had all control, and they just they weren't getting to the line. They weren't making any threes at that point. Mm-hmm. They were just dry, and they couldn't get a shot, and they were not very aggressive either. Yeah, well, Kawhi the machine was going off. I mean, I feel like every shot he, he put up was going in. Well, the Clippers were getting to the free throw line a whole lot too. Yeah, but he was just – because the Lakers were out of fouls to give with like eight or nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they fouled too much. I mean, it, I whatever it was, there was a lot of not a lot, but there's a few sloppy turnovers. I really just feel like the Lakers let this one get away. Yeah, but they okay. should have won that game. I I would even though it started to get within five at that four and a half minute mark, I I was not concerned at all. I was not worried. I, I was still thinking and felt deep, deeply in my heart that, like, you know, like, okay, it's going to be a close game, but the Lakers are going to pull this out. Yeah. And they didn't. And we get to the final, what was it, the uh, 15 seconds? I know you got a lot to say about this. Oh, <laughs> I'm so hot. First okay. of all, we all know where my allegiances lie. I am a diehard Lakers fan. But look at my guy, Pat Bev. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't agree with the call. I feel like, okay, watching it live, I thought they were going to call a foul. They didn't call a foul. Mm-hmm. And then they were looking to see who the ball went off of. So when I realized they didn't, they weren't calling a foul, my rationale was, look, if you're not going to call the foul, then it's off Beverly. Yeah. Like, we we have to retain position. Like, LeBron was going up for a shot, and Beverly knocked it out of his hand. Like, but because the ball happened to slide off LeBron's fingertips – just at the last off the Lakers, and it's like that's the like. There's no way you that's should, the game. Like you yeah. took the ball out of the Lakers. You took the ball out of the player's hand and gave it to the referees. And the referee was like, "I'm going to make the decision on who's going to win this game." Exactly. I'd rather see LeBron shoot up a bad three and miss it than what's. Yeah, at least we have a chance. Yes. Like, yeah, so my whole train of thought, like... Even if it was, like, even if it was Denver playing Portland. Bro, yeah, and at this point in the game, it's clutch seconds. There was, like, 13 seconds left on the clock when when this happened. They started revealing, and I'm like, okay, we're getting the ball back one way or another. We're we're either getting it out of bounds, Mm -hmm. or we're going to the free throw line for two free throws, three free throws. You want to call it an active shooting. And so... While they're reviewing, I decide, oh, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go to the kitchen and get some food. <laughs> I come back, I sit down and expect that we got I'm seeing the clippers take it out. I'm like, whoa, hold on, what just happened? Yes. Yes. And I okay, first of all, I don't agree with the call. Because it's basic physics. Mm-hmm. If you swipe up, like I mean basically the way any basketball player holds the ball, you have one ball on top, one ball on the side. If one you hand, swipe or ball. sorry, one hand. Um, if you swipe up, it's going to go off your top hand. If you swipe down, it's, it's going to go, go off your side hand. hand. Yeah. Basic physics. 
So you know whose hand it went off of, but he knocked the ball. And you consistently make this call throughout the course of the game. But all of a sudden, you want to slow it down by frame by frame and then exactly. make the opposite call. I'm like, okay, if you want to call it that way, then call it like that all damn game long. Because it happens all game long where players knock the ball out of each other's hands. But you never get the ball back to the defender's hand. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's kind of the NBA's bugaboo. That they got, Their whole mission statement is to get officiating correct and I don't I don't so much mind all the replays I don't like I don't believe in the challenge rule I don't like first of all why do I have to use a timeout and then issue and then the challenge and then if I <laughs> if I win the challenge I still then lost my timeout. timeout yeah like the NFL hasn't maybe that that's why the um, the way I'm thinking about it is that yeah. if you lose your challenge that you lost the timeout exactly. but if you win the challenge you keep your timeout Exactly. Why should I be penalized because they made the wrong call and I caught it? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't agree with the way the rule is set up at all. But I also don't agree with the whole challenge. Like I don't, I don't like it. And they're the NBA. The reason I said that's their bugaboo is because they're constantly last two minutes of games looking at things. Anytime they get a chance, they go look at things. Hell, they don't even have to need a reason. Like the players could just start waving their finger in the air and say, "Review it, review it," and look, go look at it. Yeah. And then it takes five minutes to come back and whatever. To figure it out. But I don't really mind that. But it's like, yo, I think you're trying to do too much. Like you still have to have some sort of. I hate using this phrase for it, but human error. Like it's good for some situations, but it. It, it should be based upon the action. The action was Pat Bev knocked the ball out of his hands. Yeah, but the letter of the rule, if you look at what the rule, it's whoever the ball last touched. So they made the right call, but it's just a dumb call. It's like, yo, it's exactly. common sense. Like, what? what? Exactly. That's going to happen all day. I mean, so they either have to get they, they either Wait have to, to get rid of the reviews. <laughs> Or they have to change the way the rule is written. Exactly. And I think it's, they're going to end up changing the way the rule is written. Because if this happens in the playoffs, well, there's going to be a whole bunch of people that oh, are going to be yeah. pissed off. Yeah, and the NBA is not going to do it. They're going to care. It's going to hurt their bottom line in their pocket. But they're not going to do anything to fix it. No. They're just going to tell the fan base and players and the team, sorry. sorry. Yeah, we screwed it up. Like, look, they're already doing it with the two-minute reports. You can find that on online. And they will tell you all the calls that were made and if they were actual correct calls or if they were incorrect. But they don't go back and reward the teams. It's like a couple weeks ago when the Rockets had whatever issue with James Harden. True. When he dunked the ball and it actually went, yeah, it actually went in, but the refs didn't think it went in. So, and they didn't want to review it, and the Rockets decided to send a grievance the league and propose that they replay the last two minutes or whatever of the game from wherever that play happened. Mm-hmm. And the NBA was just like, nah, take your loss. Take the hill. Like, we, we, we screwed it up and it don't want to affect nobody but you. <laughs> Do that's it. Pretty messed up, right? <laughs> like, but that's what the NBA did. Yeah, no, that's pretty messed like, up. If, if that would happen to Lakers, oh, we would have spent the entire episode people just talking about the one call, one play. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have talked about none of these games. But it's kind of what happened to the Lakers on Christmas. And yeah. Well, the, the the only part I'll give the Clippers is that they, they, they outplayed the Lakers in just about every form and fashion. Talking about field goal percentage, 
uh, rebounding, even the, the they won the turnover margin, fast break points, and points even the and even with all that, I still feel like the Lakers <laughs> let the game go, and the Clippers, it not the Clippers, took it from them. Yeah, even with them just watching it, the Lakers had full control. Even with everything you just mentioned, how the Clippers won basically every battle. Statistically, I I didn't get that sense watching the game at all. I didn't get that sense watching the game, but I felt like if LeBron wasn't injured, mm-hmm. hampered, we might have. We'll, we'll say that if if he wasn't hampered, the Lakers might have blown them out mm-hmm. because he shot. He started off shooting zero for seven from three. Yeah, he that's the most missed three pointers in one game of his career. Yeah, he's never missed that. At, at one point, I tweeted it out. I was like, the last time this guy hit a three was like. In December, I think it was like December 23rd. When the tour was growing in Oakland last year. Fourth quarter. <laughs> and he kept shooting them. I was like, bro, stop shooting threes. Just stop shooting threes. Just like get to the point. And yet they were still up five with four and a half minutes to go. So hold on. Think about it. They were up five with four and a half minutes. And they ended up losing by five. So in the last four and a half minutes of the game, there was a ten-point swing. And I believe the Lakers only scored like three points from that point on I think it was 103.98 at four and a half minutes <laughs> so I'm just like they lost how? the game like they lost the game they let, it, I, they, they let it go is it leadership is it leadership and I'm not talking about about the coaching staff and I'm not talking about AD because AD has never been there he's never done it he's never won a championship I'm kind of looking right at LeBron when I ask if it's leadership oh. I mean, because I, with I, his pedigree, four MVPs, three finals MVPs, three rings, you're up five, four and a half minutes. Everything that game meant, they've already lost to Milwaukee. They've already lost to the Clippers on opening night. You have to get this. That's a that's kind of I hate using the term must win, but that's kind of a must win at this point in the season. Like, and he didn't do anything about it. You should have seen. I mean, you should have seen Twitter. They absolutely exploded on him. They, I mean, there was there were thousands of texts or sorry, thousands of tweets saying Kobe would have never never let this happen. No, but as a huge Kobe fan, we forget Game Seven against Phoenix in the second half when Kobe took Did nothing three shots, I believe. Yeah, in the whole half. Yeah, and he was just kind of like, I don't pass, I, I don't pass enough. Okay, I'm gonna do nothing but pass in Game Seven. Let's see what happens. But I mean, I, I will put this one on LeBron because I felt like he was trying to shoot himself into the game while he was leaving people behind. Because AD started off hot. I think AD started off six for six. Kyle Kuzma starts off hot, and you you sitting over here shooting what two of twelve. And you're shooting and shooting and shooting, and that bad three were off the one leg. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? We got the game. I didn't, I didn't so much mind the shot attempts. I do wish he would have got AD involved a little bit more a little bit earlier. He shot 9 to 24. Yeah, but my thing with LeBron's game was I wish he would have been more aggressive. At least get to the rim. Yes. It, even if you don't make it. Get a foul call. Go to the line. You like you shooting sixty eight seven percent. They were just jumping. At least be aggressive because the way we see the Clippers doing every play down, they just were going to the free throw line after free throw line after free throw line. Yeah, and if they weren't at the free throw line. They were making their shots, and so they were guaranteed some type of points every possession down. And it's like LeBron is being so passive. 
and I get it, he was hurt, he wasn't 100%, but you still had to, come on, run off some adrenaline, do something, like, suck it up a little bit, man, like, all I hear about is how strong you are, then. why, why you, you can't deal with it for a couple minutes, like, the, the other part that made me upset was that the Lakers got the rebound, but on the rebound, on the action, when the ball was in the, in the air, I believe, I'm not sure who the third party was. Third, there's three people under the rebound, or under the under the goal. There's LeBron, there's Caruso, there's someone else, mm-hmm. and they all just looked at each other when the, when when was that LeBron the, James grabbed the rebound. Okay, I and thought you were gonna say it was one of the Harold putbacks. No, no, but he just looked at it, and I was like, bro, I need you to be aggressive right now. Ooh. I need you to go get it. And this is this is the one time, and I these are these are the moments where Laker fans will say. This is why we love Kobe more than we like LeBron because if Kobe was in this position, either he's going to miss a shot or he's going to close out the game. We know and what we're getting. And if he misses, he's going to take full responsibility. He's going to say, that's on me. Exactly. And guess what? Next game when they're in that exact same position, he's going to do the same thing. And there's some times where I feel like he just doesn't want to take the risk. I'm like, you look, you're the captain of the team. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying. Kyrie outside of Rondo. I need you to take the shot. I need you to be aggressive. JaVel has rings. And JaVel. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not upset at him for passing. But my thing with if he's going to pass up a big shot, he better be passing somebody. And whoever he passes open. it to better make that goddamn shot. Because if, <laughs> if that person misses, that's just as bad as if LeBron missed. And I don't mean to use the Lord's name in vain like that, but, like, I'm sorry. Like, you're kicking it out so they better hit that shot. Well, you, you sound like Snoop Dogg right now. <laughs> so, I'm Trying to sure. keep your family friendly. We'll get to the Snoop comments. Because <laughs> after looking at the stats, I think I know who you're talking about. Who? <laughs> what, what were the two? No, save it. Save it for it. Save it for it. Make a mental note of it. Yeah, man. It, it, I'm, like... Yes, Jordan passed out of some big shots, threw the ball to Steve Kerr, threw the ball to Tony Kuncoach. But guess what? They made those shots. They made them. If they'd have missed, Jordan would have got his legacy hit. Steve Kerr and Tony Kuncoach, their legacy ain't going to take a hit. Whose legacy takes a hit? The superstar. Because then people are looking like, we know the result. They missed. Why didn't you just shoot? I'd rather have him shoot and miss than just not shoot at all or give it to someone else. See, I'm fine. No one's paying you $30 million to pass the ball to someone I'm else. I'm fine with the pass, but they bet, he better be damn sure that they make that shot. No, I'm, I don't mean— Because if I, they make it, then it's— Like, I'd only be okay with the pass if they're wide open. Like, if it's a set play and I, I drew the defense in and I got them wide open, it's the right play. But even still, if they're wide open it was set, that that's the play you drew up. And they miss. The all the back blow is still coming to LeBron. It's not going to Danny Green. It's yeah. not going to KCP. It's but not going to whoever he's kicking it to. I'd be fine with that. I'm that, like, okay, but that's that was whole, a good play. I wouldn't I still feel like if you pass the ball and they make it, we win the game. It I'm gonna enjoy it. But you pass the ball, they miss it, we lose the game. I'm coming to you. I'm not coming to the whoever shot. I'm coming to you because you're the leader. You're the superstar. You're the GOAT, right? Supposedly. 
So I can't blame the role. I'm coming straight to you, and especially you're the one that threw the pass. Why? If you're all these things, why are you kicking it out? That's true. I mean, look, I look at LeBron like he's the most, he's probably the, well, he is the most well-rounded basketball player we've probably ever seen. But I still don't think that just because you're the most well-rounded basketball player, that it will automatically lead to you being the best basketball player we've ever seen. Because, you know, it's he's efficient, but just because you're efficient doesn't mean you're effective. Yeah. I mean, well, people use the efficiency argument against Kobe all the time. That's why people that have Kobe outside of the top ten, first of all, you're Man. crazy. Man Second effective. of all, they're also going to say, well, he shot... 35% while taking 30 shots. Look, man, I don't even want to hear that argument because I was like, did you see that squad? But the anal- yeah, the analytics are not very kind to Kobe. Like, in, is they're just not nice to Kobe at all. And as a Kobe fan, I have to acknowledge that. But that doesn't change my outlook on him. No. I still think Kobe, I legitimately think Kobe is the best basketball player of all time. I put Kobe above Jordan. I don't care what anybody said. Look, like, I'm I sat here. I watched Kobe. I know what Kobe is about. I saw the down years. I saw the championship runs. I saw it all. I saw him put up 35 and a half points in the season. I saw him dunk on Nash because he was mad he didn't get the MVP that year. <laughs> I also saw him get robbed of two or three MVPs that he should have had. I'll give him that. So it's like... As bad as the analytics were to him, there's other factors that he was done dirty because when you look at Kobe, and we're getting kind of off track, I'm getting kind of off track, but I just love Kobe. But yeah, when you look at Kobe's early years, like with Tim Duncan and everything, Tim Duncan won an MVP relatively early. Um, There was Shaq, there was Garnett, there was Iverson. It was always, well, Kobe's going to be around. He's going to get his. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So they would give it to somebody else. And then come 2008, Kobe still doesn't have one. 12 years into media, was like, okay, we we got to stop playing around. Gave it to Kobe. Never got another one after that. He should have won over Steve Nash the second time. Yeah. Because Steve Nash got two in a row. He should have won probably over. Well, they were in, and the media was enamored with the whole Phoenix Suns offense, mm-hmm. how fun it was, but. That's and before exactly. that, it was big men. It was Shaq, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, KG, yeah. players like that. And AI was the lone guard for a while. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, Kobe was better than all of them. Yeah. yeah. And LeBron sits here with four MVPs, and it's like, how? <laughs> Why? I mean, yeah, the Twitter went after him like like no other. I bet they did. And there, I mean, but there are there are a lot of Laker fans that don't like LeBron. Oh, I I still don't like LeBron. I didn't want LeBron to come here in the first place. I, and now that we got him, am I glad he's here? Yes, yes. Because of course, he, him being here is better than nothing. Exactly. Am I glad he's here? But did I necessarily want or hope that he? Not necessarily. Because I've never rooted for LeBron. I take that back. There was one time I rooted for LeBron, and that was um, 
2006 in the finals against San Antonio because I didn't want him to get another ring. And I <laughs> took the lesser of two evils, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'd rather LeBron get this. Because <laughs> you don't want, want Timmy to tie the five with Kobe. Which is, I knew way, <laughs> which is basically where we're at in history, you know? <laughs> so, look, look, don't get me wrong. Look, I love Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan will never be better than Kobe in my eyes. Those I, people I, say that, I, I, I think I just seen, out. Look, I just seen Kobe just all up on him way Kobe, too many times. Kobe had 60 points in his farewell look, game after 20 years in the NBA, people. 60 points. What did Jordan have in his last game? 20. That, does, that doesn't matter. That's <laughs> no, but that's great. That's, I there's just, look, never going to be Kobe, somebody else that does that. I've seen Kobe just manhandle Tim Duncan way too many times for me to actually put – because that one on one, few times. that one on one means something. Yeah, it's yeah. like I just took your man card. Yeah, Kobe's dunked on Tim Duncan just like he dunked on Yao, just like he dunked on Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. <laughs> and the list goes on and, on and on and on. Yeah, like Kobe. For those of you that didn't get to see Kobe like live, not even necessarily in person, because I had the luxury. Of going to see him when when he was actually playing, but if you didn't even get to see like if you're too young and you didn't get to see Kobe like even on TV, man, I'm I'm you, I'm sorry, I'm, I I really feel sorry for you. like I feel bad for you like, and I'm sure people, the generation before me were saying the same thing about Michael. Yeah, like oh you missed like. Like my son, he's eleven, and so he was. Um, Kobe retired in two thousand sixteen, so he was like five when Kobe played his last game. So he didn't get to see none of Kobe, mm-hmm. basically. Like, and he was even into basketball at that point. He is now, but he wasn't then. So uh, it's like people in that age range. It's like get on YouTube and watch some highlights after you listen to us. And after you hit the like and subscribe, please. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back on track. What else we got against Clippers? Uh, you want to talk about a little bit of the Clippers side? Uh, Why with 35? Paul George had a pretty meh game with 17. Yeah, he had a terrible game. Harold had 18 off the bench, though. So uh, he kind of picked up the slack for them, for George. Yeah. You got anything to say on the Clipper side of things? I feel like I feel like Dwight Howard could take care of Harold. Or I guess okay, I'm gonna let you go into that first. Yeah, because I, I, Harold, like Harold and Pat Bev to me are the hooting hollering. That's why I let you go first. <laughs> go ahead, because <laughs> they they hoot and holler. They they're always saying like we're, we're the they act, they act like they're the victims of the NBA. I'm like, how do you pretend like you're the victim of the NBA? I mean, you guys said you're a top three team in the West. Mm-hmm. You have Kawhi Leonard. Aren't they second? Yeah, Paul George. No, they're, they're third. Who's second? Second. Denver. Okay. For now, because the, the, Clippers, right. the Clippers have so many losses. Yeah, they, it's getting ugly for them. I don't know how they have this many losses. Well, they go going 500 when they're not playing Kawhi. Yeah. And he's off every. He was off tonight. He's yeah. supposed to be PG, in the PG has played every game since he's returned from the injury, which is. Respectable. He dude had both his shoulders yes. operated on this summer, so you knew it was going to take him some time. I'm just wondering. But since he's come back, he's played every game. But 
but he's going to get himself injured because he's going to be well. He's just getting they're tired overworking too. Him. Something like either injury or fatigue or yeah. This guy, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's at this point. He's like, man, I really hope I don't even make the All Star team because yeah, at least I'd I'll like a week off in Cancun or wherever I'm going. Yeah. Ooh, it's worse now. Okay, so as of today, the Lakers are first because 25 and seven. Denver is second, 22 and nine. Houston is third, 22 and ten. Dallas Mavericks are fourth, twenty-one and ten, and the Clippers are fifth, twenty-three and eleven. So the, I mean, mm-hmm. sidetrack, but I don't think the Clippers want to yeah. play a team like the Rockets. If they end up, Clippers end up playing the Rockets, the Rockets have been giving them the business this yes. year. Yes, yes. But the the fact that they they act like they're the victims, both of those players, you know, I'm referring to Pat Bev and Harrell, mm-hmm. it just it just boils my. I, I'm just. I get so heated because they, they. It's like they talk I so much. I, I love when you get into it because it's just funny. <laughs> like, you're so angry. I'm just yes. the more angry you get, the more I laugh. <laughs> and, it, and but look, and I, and they truly act like victims. Like they will flop on the court. There was one point in time where where he tried to flop on LeBron. I'm like, man, look, don't act all hard. On the street, and then when you get on the court, you want to. Let me know when Never you're mind. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm like, look, if you're going to be a man, be a family man all friendly. day. Family friendly, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a man, be a man all day. Don't say, oh, I'm, I'm this tough. I'm, I'm this and that. I'm bad. And then all of a sudden, I want to flop on the floor. <laughs> like, man up. Okay. My turn? Yeah. Okay. So talking about the Clippers, I do have something to talk about, and that is my guy, Pat Bev. We're going to start with the last play, even though we just got done complaining about it, and it was a terrible call, but at the same time, it's my guy, Pat Bev, and I've been trying to explain to Kevin his worth. That is not a winning basketball play. Hold on. on. I gave you time. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) All right? I'm about to make you a little bit more angry. You might want to take your blood pressure after this, but Okay. So that's why his value is there. Now let me get to the winning plays, okay? Now we're going to dive into the box score. Eight oh. points. So he didn't meet your uh, ten points as a starter. But he had nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block, and only one turnover, playing 32 minutes. And he was a plus 26, Kevin. That's cr- Paul George, minus 8. Kawhi, who had a great game, was plus 13. Pat Bev is a plus 26. You, you know re- how good that is. Are you saying is. the reason they you won, know how good that is Pat Bev? Yes, I, that's exactly oh what I am saying. Not the 35 points from, from Kawhi Leonard, the guy who was murdering the Lakers Look, all night. I'm looking at that final play that sealed the game. I'm looking at plus 26 in the box score. I'm looking at nine rebounds from the point guard. They won by five, bro. Frank Vogel got a tech. What do you want? Okay, I understand the technical foul by Frank Vogel. He got a Frank. He got a. He got a technical foul. Are you blaming him for getting a tech? But you want to blame Pat Bev, right? No, I, I like when coaches get get, get techs. So uh, that's a coach thing. Coach yes. can do it, but players can't. Yes, exactly. Because coach, some coaches do it to motivate the team. Uh-huh. He does it, and and uh-huh. who who on the team had to calm him down? I think Lou Williams had to calm him down. He's like, what are you doing, bro? 
And what Lou Williams just do last time they played the Rockets? Got two texts in a row and got it ejected. Hey, sometimes and tried to fight somebody. But teams got. I mean, you expect your teammates to check you, especially so when you're wrong. So why are you holding this against Pat Bev, bro? Because tw- do you know how great points, a plus twenty six rebounds, is? four assists is not what what when they a steal won and the game. a block. It's still in the block one in the game. The block. Is I think not that won I think that went down as block. Bro, plus twenty six. You're oh. What if Kuz had a plus twenty six? He had a plus twenty six. That's fine. Oh, I don't want to hear you never talk bad about a player that's in native. So next time Rondo is negative twenty six. No, if you're the only no, player that's uh, negative, no, you can't have it both ways. You're the only player that was negative. You can't have it both. You can't ways. tell me. You can't tell me. Hey, everybody's getting the positive plus or minus except for Rondo, but y'all lost the game. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, man. You can't. You want to get on a Rondo for minus 26, but you don't want to give Pat Bev <laughs> his props for best, plus 26? Come on, man. Dude, I'll give you some context behind it. I'm giving you context, too. Eight points, nine rebounds from a point guard, four assists, a steal, and a block in 32 run. minutes. And he still don't know how to run a fast break. <laughs> I, what do you I can't mean, even call you a point guard. He's, he's a guard. Okay, he's so a guard. he's a two-guard. Call him a two-guard. Yeah, he, he ran. He ran a. Okay, he so was what? A fast break. He's six one, but, and he has but, nine rebounds, and he's making a block on LeBron, who has seven inches but, on him. Man, come on! He, you can't be doing this. He was running cat. a fast break with Paul George. <sighs> Didn't know what to do with the ball. Turned around and kicked it to Kawhi. Plus twenty six though. So you're harping on one bad play, but he's plus twenty six. He makes them all the time. It's like he but doesn't he's know plus what to do. Plus twenty six. What do you he's want? Like, it, it, you want perfection. You just want God want out to run the point I'm like, dude, how do you not have to know run, run a fast break when I, as a point guard? So let's take him out and let's put God in the line of <laughs> Come on, God. <laughs> Jesus, you want to play two guard, bro? Come mm. on now. We'll have the Holy Spirit at three. Kills me. <laughs> like, Kills me every time. Plus 26, man. The plus defense, 26. Like, the defensive plays, I get it. I get it. That's who he is. If, you, if he was a plus plays, 15. You don't play on one side of the court when you play basketball. You play on both sides of the court. Okay, if he was a, if he was a plus 15, do the Clippers win? Uh, I mean, the plus or minus really just talks about like – But you harp you, on it so look, much. The plus or minus is only – it only tells you how much you were up or down when you were on the court. So yeah. it really – it's not – So a they were 26 points better – when Pat Bev was on the court, for whatever reason, it, it does, it's not. It's look, not saying that he contributed all of that. Plus or minus, but for whatever reason, it worked better when he was on the court rather than off. Plus or minus is really matter more to the running point guard because you're because the point guard is running the show. <gasps> what position is Beverly playing? He does a run point. Oh my goodness! You're telling do me you he runs point for the Clippers. Do you not you're see how me, often he brings the ball? You're telling me he sets up, up yes. the offense. Yes. He sets up the offense. Yeah, not, in, tra- not in transition. <laughs> not in transition. But in half court, yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he do- I was watching highlights where they were talking, but you sent me the video of um, what the Horns offense is. Basically, you have both bigs come yes. up and set screens at the same time. Yes. I was watching on NBA TV before the Lakers game tonight uh highlight of the Clippers running horns. Well, guess who handling the ball? So you're telling me when Lakers are playing the Clippers, he I was didn't running see it the point. Them. No, he, he was wasn't running the point against them. Yeah. No, he was not. He brought the ball. Just because you bring the ball from one side of the court to half court doesn't mean you set up the offense. That just means you brought the ball up. The offense wasn't set. They weren't getting in position when he was. What? Like, what you? Bro, they were taking you, naps. Like, 
if you bring so the when ball he was up, bringing the ball up, they were taking the ball that. up to half court, and then you pass to Kawhi, and he sets up the offense. That's the you offense didn't do nothing. You came off ball. You set a back screen for somebody. You got open <laughs> look in the corner. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know why he said the back screens as a point guard? Because he's he useless. He ran off, <laughs> but his eight points is now, it's different. plus twenty six. Curry sets up back screens, but he's actually a part of the flow. Like what he's doing is setting you it up. Like the, you act like they don't kick the ball out to Pat Bev. When 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 he's wide open, the corner is only three yes. seconds left in the game. Yes. No, they just have him out there sicking LeBron James like a pit bull. Pretty much. And winning the game. Because the Lakers are ignoring him the all game. night. They won the game, bro. The Lakers are ignoring game. him all night in the corner. Like, hey, bro, go ahead and shoot. If you make it, fine. If you don't, whatever. One for three from three. Three for seven. <laughs> and one for three from the throw. But still eight points. Eight points. Nine rebounds. Four assists. Still a block. And tw- plus 26. I don't like how you always talk mess about my ten points. Like, That's just, your rule. Like, just do the numbers. Like, <laughs> let, look, <laughs> is that not what I'm doing? Arguably, yes. <laughs> well, look, think about it. Think about it this way: if every play, every starter scoring ten points means that you are actively, actively participating in the offense, you're making yourself for a threat. flow and pace and everything. Exactly, like, it, it's so, more efficient. It's more. Effective. I get where you're coming from with that, but it's not real. Not every team is going to play that style. No, no, I know they're not. Just like Phil Jackson in the early 2000s, he ran the triangle. Oh, not yeah. everybody was scoring ten outside I mean, of Kobe Shaq and Kobe. And Shaq were scoring nobody like was, yeah, nobody was scoring ten. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not so much. But that's like, why like, I feel like you put too much way. value on it. System. Think bro. of it this way: like AD scores 25, LeBron James scores 25, right? Mm-hmm. That's 50. Three other guys are on the court. They score ten. How often do these eighty? How often? But how often do the Lakers' other starters score ten points? Danny Green averages like eight. Yeah. No. Come like everybody else. Like they're. But do you? You I got mean, LeBron and AD, and then your third leading scorer is Kuz at eleven. But as a basketball team, you want to build these good habits. So when you get to the playoffs. You have good habits, and you're not like, hey, where's Kyle Kuzma today? Well, you weren't passing to him the last 10 games. So, I, you know. I, I agree with that, but that's system. That's not the play. That's We talked about this after we got done recording last week about quarterbacks, college quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about Keaton Slovis and how you thought he was going to be a starter at SC next year and mm-hmm. JT Daniels needed to transfer because – that air raid system is not for him. It's it. system. So how are you going to expect a quarterback who's not running the air raid and they're in a run-heavy offense to throw for 500 yards a game? But then you look at the air raid and Keaton Slovis, who's a three-star recruit, coming out, lighting it up, going 29 for 30 or whatever crazy numbers he had. And throwing for 400, 500 yards, and he's looking like he's the best thing since I spread. It's system, bro. Just because Pat Bev is in a system where his job is to bring the ball up, and okay, you you say he's not doing anything they, when he does that. Are, Wouldn't you love Rondo to just bring the ball up, give it to LeBron, and let LeBron run the offense in the half court so that that's the – Still, it's very minuscule, but he's still taking pressure off LeBron. LeBron does not have to bring the ball up. That's why towards the end of Kobe's career, he broke down so much because he was having to do everything, including bring the ball up. Yeah, look, this is where I'll give Doc Rivers credit. 
He's using him to the best of his abilities. But I don't necessarily like his abilities. <laughs> I, come, I come up from a traditional... I play traditional point guard, and I like traditional point guards, like, like CP3, but I also like you to do a little bit more. Like, I can't just have you on one side of the court doing just a little bit. So it, what would it take for... Give me one thing, because I'm sure there's a lot. Man, just run... Look, I like point guards to be actually run the point. Okay, but be specific. To and there's so that. many like be small specific. forwards and like can Giannis, the ball now. Yeah. Yes, that are and they're taking that you point guards today are like useless. You're just a guard. You don't yeah. run the point. You just sit there in the position threes. Positionless basketball. Yeah. What they call. It. But let me ask you a specific question about Patrick Reverly. What is I'm not even going to say one thing because I'm sure you would have a whole bunch. You'd have the list A to Z of things that you would like to see him add. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest thing that you'd like to see him add that would have you respect him? What Does he need to develop a better jump shot? Does he need to have a better basketball IQ, bringing the ball up, the ability to run an offense? What What is the one thing that you want to see from Patrick Beverly? Do you want... I say IQ because I know you always tell me he makes dumb plays. Do you want – you can't really say better defense or better tenacity no, because no, he no. – like, so what is the one thing that he could do to make you respect his game? Like, I mean, you could easily say he, he needs a set shot, but I, that's not really it for me, not with him. I, I would start off with the, the basics. I, I would like to see him having some ball handling skills. So ball control, ball control, not necessarily go across people, but work the screen game, have better handles. Yeah, like if he could work with Montrez Harrell, then th- I think those that starting unit. So if you gave him Lou Williams ball control, off oh, that team would be off the chain. Okay. That See, I finally got Kevin to give Patrick Beverly some props. As long as he can steal Space Jam way, Lou Williams. And I'm not saying like he can cross ball the line. I'm not saying cross, like, I'm not saying cross somebody over. Still Lou Williams ball control in that fadeaway shot to the left. Oh, no. Please don't. No. <laughs> and Pat Bev, you, you can start for Kev. But right now, nah. <laughs> not right like, now. Run a pick and roll. Run a pick and roll. He does that, though. Not often, but he does that. But Doc doesn't want. Why would you put? You know Pat why he Bevin? doesn't want him to do it? Because he has Kawhi and Paul George. Why no, would no, you no, want no, that? No, 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 no. Come on, he didn't, oh. have, he didn't have Kawhi and Paul George last year. Oh. And he had him doing last year. He had him do He probably like you know, Tobias Harris. I'm gonna be honest with you. He probably saw it in practice. and was like, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> just, just go over there in the corner, and knock down that shot. I want right? everything you do on the defensive end. <laughs> You're wasting energy on that side, okay? We it's, need to get you back on the other side. It's reverse. Normally, I don't want you playing no deal. But Pat Bev, you, you don't. As long as you don't do nothing offensively, don't even go down there. Oh, <laughs> stay, stay back. <laughs> Be, <laughs> make sure ain't no way cherry picking. All right, that's enough of the Clipper game. Um, we want to keep it lighthearted, and that's why we we're laughing. But believe me, Kevin and I are both a lot more upset about it, about the loss on Christmas, than we are leading on. But let's move on and get to happier times. Tonight against Portland, came into the game with a four-game losing streak. I told you guys last week that they very easily could lose five and lose five in a row. Excuse me. I didn't predict it. I thought they were going to go two and one. 
I thought they were going to beat Denver. They didn't. I was kind of handicapped by no LeBron. But they lost four in a row. They came into Portland tonight, and they looked aggressive. They they were not, you could tell by their body language, there wasn't as much celebrating when they made good plays. It was more, we're here about, like, they were upset. They looked upset, the whole team looked upset and bothered that the fact they had a uh, four-game losing streak going on. They played really well. They looked dominant throughout the whole game. Granted, they never had a big lead where it's like, oh, this is over. But watching the game without knowing the score or without looking at the score, the Lakers were playing very well. They, I, I can't put it any other way than dominant. The bench had 72 points. The team has a total score, 128. The score was 128 to 120. Lakers won. Um, the bench had 72 of the 128, so that's more than half. The ball movement. Yeah. That's Kuzma had 24 points to, again, lead the team in scoring. Rondo played really well. 15. I think he played well. Kevin doesn't. He had I 15. think he played adequate. I think he played adequate. Adequate people. So he was good enough. Exactly. Rondo had 15, four assists, three rebounds. Um... Six for eight from the field, one for two from three in 18 minutes, and I believe he was a plus 25. Plus 12, I'm sorry. I'm for sure. 25? <laughs> I'm thinking about Pat Bez. <laughs> <laughs> he was a plus 12. KCP was a plus 22. That might be where I was getting it from as well. Um, LeBron had 16 assists. That's crazy. He had almost as many assists as he had points, only scoring 21, but... If LeBron's giving me 21 points, 16 assists, and 7 rebounds, yeah. I'll take I, the dipping I think he's points. Capable I'll of take that. the dipping points, yeah. I'm, I think he's capable of, of that every night, which is why I think that the starters on the Lakers, every starter on the Lakers could have 10 points because he could easily set people up but, when he wants okay. to. Okay, 16 assists tonight. The rest of the starters, McGee, 4 points. Bradley, mm-hmm. 8 points. Mm-hmm. Danny Green, 3 points. So even on his arguably his best night passing, yeah. your case is that because of his passing, he started people up if he really wants to. No other starter had ten points. He set up Kuzma a lot, which was Boy, a AD big deal. 20. Well, come, come on, man. <laughs> he said no other starter. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> like, um, he set up Kuzma a lot, which was. Watching it, and we'll get to it a little bit later, was very relieving to me. Well, I mean, you know, the whole, like, JaVale McGee thing, he only played, like, 11 minutes. He's starting. Is that really it? Yeah, 11 minutes. But he's not really Okay, Dwight played minutes. 19, and he only had 11 points. Yeah, he had, he had 11. He was a starter. There we go. 11 is good. 11 is good. 9 is no good. 9, take Look. your ass home. <laughs> You're above he had four blocks. Eleven though. Eleven. Nah, I can't I can work with eleven. <laughs> you have nine goals. Eleven is better than four. I mean, yeah, four points. You were just chilling. I mean four points. I mean, yeah, four points, one block, four, four rebounds. rebounds. I mean, yeah. Nothing much happened. You had basically what he was two alley to state, yeah. 
Yeah. Um. But Lakers, Lakers really moved the ball around today, tonight. They had the second most assists they've ever had. I think the, the most assists they've ever had is 39. They had 32 today. They've had 32 a few times, and all every single time they have great ball movement, they're undefeated. The three-point attempts are down, too. They, again, tonight they took 32, I think, against the Clippers. They took 45, I believe. I'll double-check that <clears> right now. But um, the three-point attempts were down to, yeah, against the Clippers, they were 12 for 45, yeah. 26.7%. Tonight they were well, you know 34 of those. Four. But, I mean, the fact that the three is down, it seemed like they were getting back to what they were doing at the beginning of the year. Working in the paint. Yeah. The yeah. paint numbers, I believe they outscored Portland by 20 points plus in the paint numbers. Mm-hmm. They obviously outscored their bench, far outscored their bench. 72 points from the bench. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Did you I, notice Tolliver out there? He, I didn't he, even know he was still uh, in the NBA. Yeah, I heard his name on the radio, I want to say like probably about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I had that reaction. And I they said he was in Portland. So I had new... That he was on Portland, but I didn't expect him to be playing and to go four for four from three. Right? I was like, they said Tolliver, and I was like, oh, that can't be Anthony Tolliver. Yeah, no. And it, I looked up is. and I was like, oh my god! Yeah, it is. <laughs> Newsflash, it is. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> um, yeah, my uh, Kuz also played well. I think I said this led the team in points and scoring with twenty four. The thing of with that is he had twenty in the first half, and I believe it was seventeen. In the first quarter. He had like 15 or 17 points or something in the first quarter alone. Yeah, at halftime, Kuzma had 20 points. Yeah, 20 points. He scored four in the second half, mm-hmm. which is far down. But I believe in the first quarter, he had like 15 or 17. Um, I'll look for that and see if I can find that actual number for you. But let me see. I was a little upset that Kuzma didn't get more shots. I mean, it kind of seemed like the same thing as the previous nights where he was he got hot in the first quarter and he just went away from him. And I'm like, you need to run this dry well. You, I mean, run it down until there's nothing left. Don't just – I mean, at one point in time, I think he was 7 of 9 and then um, the coach called timeout and took him off the bench, took him to the bench. I was like, what are you doing? He's 7 of 9. He's, Let him keep shooting. You still kind of got to keep your rotations, though. I get that, but, you know, we're on a four-game losing streak. Let's win the game. I mean, they still did. But uh, other news, Howard had 11. Rondo had 15. KCP had 13. Caruso just missed it. Double figures with nine. Deadly played one minute and had zero points. So, I mean, you can throw that out. And Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels, again, DNP coach's decision. I don't know what you – at least use one of them. Use one of them. I don't care which at this point. But you, you got to use one of them because the three-point shooting around this team is so bad, and those are – Two good three-point shooters. Yeah. Use one of them. I don't care if you use one game is Dudley or uh, Daniels, the other is Cook. And you just alternate every other. I don't use one of them. I really Figure wish, out a way to get one of them some looks. I kind of wish they would try to 
use Quinn Cook to see if he could run the offense. Uh, because, you know. Yeah, Quinn Cook is very serviceable. Yeah, especially when he, he oh, ran he the has second rings. unit. He has rings, too. Oh, yeah. He, he ran the second unit for the Warriors. I'm yeah. like, give him a shot. Exactly. He's just wasting him on the bench. Like him and Daniels. And supposedly Vogel was all excited about Daniels when he heard they were signing him because his thing was every time I coached against him, he always lit me up. <laughs> okay, well, now you got him and you're not using him. He's uh, like, somehow against me, he always seemed to shoot the lights out. And I'm like, and some players, every where it feels like every time you watch them, they're doing something good. Like, for me, it's kind of Anthony Simons for Portland. I've watched watched the two games that the Lakers have played at Portland, and then i watched him play against the Clippers. And the three times I've seen him, I've been in – he can play. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe I think he's a little better than what he actually is, but it seems like to me every time I see him, he's doing something well. He's scoring. He, he's crafty. He has speed. He has ball control. He can shoot. He's got a lot of speed. Like, so every time I see him, I'm impressed with him. Now, I probably think he's a bit better than what he actually is because I'm sure he doesn't look like that every night. Well, you know, LeBron James had to shut him down tonight. Like, uh, slow your roll, young fella. That one block. Yes. It was like, he, he's got this long he's – got, he's got a long crossover. Mm-hmm. He kind of needs to shorten up a bit. And it's what slowed him down. So when he went up, LeBron James. Well, did you see the way he put uh, Caruso in the spin cycle, though? <laughs> Coming down in fat in transition. Yeah. Every time yeah. Caruso was turn his body, he I don't just think Caruso threw a little crossover. It, though. Caruso was like, "I'm not going to foul him, so I'm just going to yeah. run in front of him." Because at a point, Caruso just stopped switching. Yeah. But he he for 19 or 20 year old. I, oh yeah, he's he, he's skilled. I'm he's going to play him more. Knowing it's that they, hard with they CJ lack and scoring. Dame, but it's hard with CJ and Dame. But they lack scoring. They do, but it's hard with C- CJ and Dame. That's 30, 35 minutes right there. I mean, but, you know, like, Portland's always been one of those places where they don't get a lot of free agents. Mm-hmm. And they kind of develop their own. Yeah. I'm like, there you go. You found you found someone. Play him. I mean, it's not like y'all are going to win the play. I mean, you, you're not winning the NBA Finals. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I I would play him more. I like him. I like him a lot. I told you this tonight while we were watching the game. Yeah, he's nice. He and his shot is good. He's he's not great, but he's not terrible. He's about league average as a rookie. Which for a rookie, that I mean, you're <laughs> you're looking great if you can shoot league average. <laughs> like because as a rookie, the, you're probably only going to get better. Is he a rookie or is he a second? He's year? a rookie. He's like nineteen. Oh. Yeah, he's really young. He's good. I'm impressed with him. I, I would like him on the Lakers. I wouldn't be mad if he was on the Lakers. He's second year pick. Second year. Guy. Second. Yeah. Second. I thought he was a rookie. No. How old is he? Twenty. He is twenty. Twenty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought I heard he was a rookie, but first, uh, he his twenty fourth pick. Round, I know that. First round, twenty fourth pick, twenty eighteen. Okay, so yeah, second year. But still, I mean. Yeah, he's doing some great things. He went from 3.8 points to 9.6. It's a pretty, pretty good jump. Basically tripled it. Yeah. 
Still got them on nerves. That's when you, that's when you know uh, someone's good. You got them on nerves. Yeah. I'm like, somebody shut this guy down because he's getting on my last nerve. Yeah. You you, you hear the argument? Or does Patrick Beverly do to oh Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Not I actually either. thought he was good offensively. <laughs> All right. What do you got to say about the game? Because you haven't really said too much about the Blazers game tonight. I mean, I. I the only thing I have to say about tonight's game is that Kuzma was hot. And I feel like Kuzma, I feel like Kyle, Kyle Kuzma is back. You, you don't know, have anything to say about Dame's uh, 31? Dame. He shot terribly. You know, he shot terribly, but he kept getting us in foul trouble. He would go around those little curls. And Dame is a get killer, man. To, get people to foul him on the three-point yeah. shot. I was like, ugh. Dame is a killer. I mean, and he shoots free throws at like a ninety percent rate. Yes, it. Yeah, I feel like he didn't play like that the first game though. He definitely didn't play like that the first time we played. He this. still ended up with twenty eight, eight and seven. Yeah. <laughs> so even though that was a bad game, yeah, tonight was a bad game. He's still at. No, I think I think twenty nine half points against us. If CJ McCollum had had a better game, they might have won the game. Do you know what happened to Scalab this year? Because he started, he only played three minutes. I didn't see him get injured or anything. Never saw him again. They yeah. Didn't care. I, I get. I think I was too focused on Simon's. It's like, <laughs> well, Scal played three minutes. He started, so he he and was Kenton. in and out before Kenton. Simon's even got off the bench. Kenton Bazemore, I'll foul you. I mean, I like Kent Bazemore, bro. You do? Yeah. He fouled the light out of AD. Yeah, I I, I didn't like that. Turned around like nothing ever happened. I didn't like that, but I like him as a player. I liked him when he was with the Lakers. I was upset when he left and went to Atlanta, but I still liked him as hot. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like, oh, Kent Bazemore, you know. But I mean, he's a good. I like his game, but he's tough. He plays defense. Anthony Davis going up for for a layup or a dunk. Is that the one where he uh, hurt his shoulder? Yes, and he fouled him so hard he wasn't even close to the ball. Yeah. And it just broke into a fast break. Eighty sitting there on the floor, like, all right, this, this, I guess this is how it's gonna be. Yeah, LeBron had gave us an injury scare today when he uh, tripped over Tolliver's, I guess, big toe. Yeah, I think they found a lot of us though. I mean, Kyle Kuzma's lips were red; they looked like they had been bleeding. Yeah, he got he got hit in the mouth, and they had to actually stop the game to stop the bleeding. AD got his arm ripped off, and. LeBron James almost got his award ripped off, so you know. I'm just glad we're out. we got out of the I, I don't I don't I don't I don't blame Portland for the LeBron one. <laughs> you and I have I already just to throw that in there. Yeah, you, you and I have already I don't blame Portland for that. I, my first reaction was that has to be the right. because he came up and he did not get any lift. Well, you know, he I I, I don't know. And then he comes down, and now he's grabbing his elbow, and he's all hurt, and he doesn't even want anybody. And I'm looking at his arm sleeve, and I guess it had ripped a hole because there's a hole. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. At one Why? Point in time, at one point in time, I thought all three Lakers were injured. I was like, oh, that's, that, he's done for the season. Yeah. I, I'm scared. I'm legitimately scared anytime I see LeBron or AD go to the game. And it happens every game. Do you think the Portland curse has been lifted? I can't go that far yet. If they 
go up there and they win both meetings next year, then I'll say yes. But, I mean, Portland's just so depleted by injuries. Mm-hmm. They don't have Zach uh, Collins. They don't have Joseph Nurkic. They lost Rodney Hood. Last time we played them, he tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So they're they're just so depleted. Like, I, I'm not ready to go that far yet. And we should win these games because we got LeBron in AD. That's true. White side balled out tonight. White side is a little clumsy. 19 points, 16 rebounds. 7 for 11. Yeah. He's a little clumsy uh-huh. with the ball. He – it looks like he has mental lapses where he'll take possessions off mentally. But physically you can't see it. But in his head he's kind of like dazed off somewhere else. <laughs> But he's still boxing out and whatnot. So he looks like he's... Like he's in the game, but yeah, he's not really... exactly. And they throw him the ball, and, he, and it falls out of bounds, and you're like... Yeah, and he's like, oh, my... Yeah, I'm going to get read out of it. And he'll be <laughs> good for the next five bank. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then it'll be good for the next five minutes or whatever. Then he'll just... It's kind of like the kid just playing t-ball who's in the outfield. Doing nothing like... You get so bored, and your attention span is so, so short as a kid that you're just like... And then next thing you know, the ball is hitting your direction. You're like, oh. <laughs> like, I promise you he dropped the ball out of bounds like three or four times. Today. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. But he still had 19 it. and 16. 16 root. That's yeah. A Imagine if what he could have if he was yeah, focused. if he was engaged. And that was the whole thing in Miami because there's games where he'll have 30 and 20. Mm-hmm. And he'll look dominant. But then – there's games where he'll have like five and four, and look like he's never touched a basketball court in his life. Well, maybe you can get some of those focus pills. I I don't know. I think he got that money. If the Lakers signed him, uh, the Lakers could have signed him. Do you well, know that? Oh well, yeah, but if they signed him next offseason in the Dwight Howard role, give him a vet minimum. No, we could have signed him for cheap. That was that was the whole point. When, before when? he went to, when before we had Jim Buss as the general manager, Lakers could have signed. Oh, bro, you're talking about three or four years. That would not have worked. Oh, that would have worked. I would have taken him over whatever we over had. Mozgov. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Over Mozgov. Yes. Yes. That's a tribute to how terrible Mozgov is. I mean, it's but, also a tribute to how terrible Jim White was. side. Yeah, he. Eighty million to Mozgov, eighty million to Dang, all in five minutes. I, I was smacking myself. Both of them were like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> okay, that was violence, but it was one of those moments. Like, what were you thinking? Smack some sense into the man. <laughs> I don't understand how somebody did not tell him like, "That's that again." <laughs> I don't know. I need to be that guy for for Jim Bus, like. Hey, no, no, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> Next thing you hear, Kevin coming out talking like magic. Yeah, I'm the reason why <laughs> the Lakers are doing what the Lakers are doing. Uh, it's like every time that I just have them come up with an idea, and I'll tell them yes or no. With him, all you gotta do is shoot a deal. Oh, Jim, you got it? No. Mm-mm. But you haven't even heard yet. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to hear. It. All I need to hear is you have an idea. That means no. Uh, 
whatever you're thinking, we're going to do the exact opposite. I don't know what it is, but we're going to do the exact opposite because you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You've shown me time and time again that you can't do it right. <laughs> so whatever you do is wrong, so I'm going to do the opposite, and I have to be right. Somebody has to be right. Yeah. Like <laughs> like, when he was at the helm, they just could have also signed Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Before he went to Phoenix. Exactly. You know who Pretty was, injured. Uh, you know who was um, advocating for that? Who? Your boy Max Kellerman. Ugh. Yeah. Before he took first take, he was saying on the radio. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Like Isaiah Thomas and um, and uh, Whiteside. I think that would be a pretty good swap. At least compared to what we had at the time. Compared to what we had at the time, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. You got to think Whiteside was a whole lot younger and more. He's not doing this numbers. His averages were probably 12 and 10 at the time. I'll take that. Moscow? I'll take 12 and 10. Okay. I mean, that's a fair point. I can't really argue it, but just as long as you know that the numbers aren't <laughs> yeah, yeah. current white side, you know? It was the development that I was looking at. Yeah. You know, you add, let's say you take Isaiah Thomas, white side, and then you take in like a D'Angelo Russell, and then you also take in. They had Julius Randall. Randall already, yeah. Yeah, and. Clarkson. See, now the thing, if Whiteside could ever just get a real motor and passion to play Oof. the game, he would be scary. Oof. Yeah, if. But he's at the point where he's not going to develop that now. He's too old. He is who he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else about Portland? No, that was it. I feel, like cool. that, I, I feel like that went really quick. The Portland and the Denver segments I, went really I quick. I never felt like the Lakers were going to lose the game. Let's put it that no, way. Nor did I. Nor did I. No. It was only an eight-point win, but they were in control 95% of the game. Of course, Portland made their own little runs to come back. There was other things going on, but... I think, what, what, I think they went up by four... Maybe one time. Yeah. That was the largest lead. All right. So that concludes the three games um, from last week. Let's go into the miscellaneous section now. Uh, Kuzma, 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 Kuzma. I want to get to Kuzma. We already kind of hinted at his play. He had three great games against Denver, the Clippers, and the Blazers. Led the team in all three games in scoring. He's been shooting lights out. He's been doing what we expect as a third scorer. The issue with Kuzma is his trainer is now deciding to take it upon himself to tweet out things, negative things, about he did King James, quote-unquote. And then time. what did Kuzma do? He commented on it and said, call a spade a spade. Now, the, if you don't know, Kuzma's trainer got on Twitter and was talking about how um, after the Christmas game, how LeBron was – Dodging Kawhi, basically scared of him, and Kawhi was showing who was really in the lab working out this summer and getting better. And Kuzma replied to that saying, call a spade a spade. Basically co-signing and endorsing it to the point where today before the Portland game, LeBron had to come out and media asked him about it, and he had to address address it and say there's no beef. Now, to me, the fact that it's gotten to that point to where he has to address it, where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. Now, when 
I was watching the Blazers game, or the Lakers against Blazers tonight. As I said, I was relieved to see LeBron continually pass the ball to Kuzma just to kind of show. But LeBron is so passive-aggressive. Is that kind of LeBron? Yeah, Kuz, here you go. Here's the ball. Take that shot. Oh, you made it? Okay, good. That works for us in the time being. But guess what? Now you're increasing your trade value so I can get you out of here even quicker. <laughs> like I, LeBron is so cynical and so passive like that, so passive-aggressive. I don't know what, how to see this. This is your sky is falling. For this week, yeah. <laughs> this week until LeBron gets hurt again, you know. Right. I'm still not convinced about that shoulder or the groin. The last three games, Kyle Kuzma scored 16, 25, 24. Okay. But I told you last week before these three games, I don't think Kuzma is the right guy for this. Do we look at trading him? Oh, I mean – if he shoots so, like this, I mean, he's the right guy. He's shooting forty-eight point nine percent. I agree. If he does, if he does this, yes. But I don't yeah. have faith in Kuzma to do this. You don't regular, not regularly. No, I know. I mean, I think he's gonna get hot for a stretch of games like he is now. He was, but he's as far as so hot. regularly, like, no, I don't. The only the only problem I have with the way he's playing, or I don't even have a problem with the way he's playing. The only thing I have to say is that he gets he he gets so hot and they go away from him. I've never seen that. Like uh, you never let a guy shoot four, like four three pointers in a row or four shots in a row in general, and then hey, let's do something else. Why? Why would you do that? So he, I mean, look, I think he can do it. I know he worked out really hard this off season. I know he's, he's oh yeah, coming training with lethal shooter. Coming into the season, I got his whole shot. Played for Team USA, got some Coach Pop pedigree under him. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be great. He's just been injured. I don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like Dude's 24. You, you can't tell me I'm hurt. Games. You can't tell me I'm hurt. You're 24, kid. He got you're his you're a kid. You're a kid. You're a kid. You're a kid. Come on now. So, so what's what's going to qualify? His knee got to be blown off into the sky. Yeah, he sure. Wheelchairing down. The, look, when I was in the when I was in the army, it was life, limb, or eyesight. You're either dead, one of your limbs fell off, or you cannot see. If it's not life, limb, or eyesight, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, so at twenty four, luckily he's not in the military. He's playing in in the NBA, where they're soft and they're babies. Gone soft, but the man hasn't been on fire. He's been on fire until he shows me. Until he shows me. Okay, that's great. That's all well and dandy. Until he shows me he can do this for. 15, 20 games in a row. Okay, I'll give you a bad game, a bad shooting night here or there. You know, give him twelve games. I, can I do that with his trainer taking shots at LeBron and he's co-signing? Like, did LeBron have a bad game? Did LeBron have a bad game? Is that because he's trying to increase his I'm trade value, though? Asking, That's LeBron what I'm asking. Have a bad LeBron game? has 16 assists. How many of them were to Kuzma? At least no, five. No, no, no. He At was least talking five. about the game against the Clippers. How, what, what did LeBron shoot that Okay, night? and then what happened the next game, the very <laughs> next game? LeBron's yeah. like, okay, there's no beef. I'm not mad. I'm, I don't care because LeBron also because had to come out trainer. and say, I don't care. Okay, yeah. But guess like, what? He's a trainer. He's not even – like it'd be different if it was your mom or your brother or your sister. But Kuzma so still co-signed. Kuzma still co-signed. Like Kuzma was hot that game. He should have gave him the ball more often. 
Probably could have won that game if he passed. I think Kuzma's mouth is too much for him to. He hasn't said anything. He doesn't have to. It's the fact he co-signed Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, you can't just sit here and tell me that tweet don't mean nothing. That tweet means a lot. You know what that tweet means? Passing the ball. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to co-sign it though. You can let your trainer say it for you. Okay, that's fine. I ain't got because then you can hide behind the veil of yes. that's just a trainer. That ain't got nothing. The moment that he says call a spade a spade, like we have no idea for a fact that 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 comment had to do with what he was talking about because someone also tweeted Kuzma after he said it's always nice to play. I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He said it's always nice to play on Christmas on Christmas in Staples Center. No and, blank Sherlock. Yeah. And no a crap. fan came out and said, well, we lost the game. And he said, no four-letter word, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. No poop. So we have no idea if he was talking about a fan or a friend or whatever. Do He has not come out and said, yes, I was talking about LeBron. It... And this always happens in Laker land. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> we live off drama, but it's still like, okay, things are going so well. It's always drama. And I don't know how I feel about it. I know how I feel about it. But when there was no drama, I was like, okay, we're winning, but it's kind of boring. Now we got drama. Now no, I'm like, I, hold I, on. I, hold on, no. I like the winning. To go. Yeah, I like the winning too, but it was still kind of boring because everybody was kind of too friendly and getting along too much, and there was no – like I said, we live off the drama in Lakerland. There, Kobe and Shaq was drama. I'm sure there was drama between Magic and Kareem, even though it was in the 70s, and media wasn't what it is now. And I'm sure behind closed doors there was some drama. You get what I'm saying? I mean, there's drama on every every team. Yeah, but the good ones make it fun. <laughs> the good ones there's drama and wins okay we had the wins but we didn't have any drama so I was kind of bored with it yeah but now that we got the drama I'm like I kind of prefer the boring because <laughs> the drama came with the losses started following up and that's another thing like you don't know how they're going to start to react to losses are people going to start to change well Right. Before tonight yeah. how Rondo acted to all the, the losing he sat away from the team yeah Exactly. So, like, you don't know how people are going to change and react to losses. Like, it's all good and dandy when they're winning, but now they're coming off of four straight losses. Kuzma's trainer makes this comment, and now they finally win a game. You don't know what's going And like I said, LeBron is so passive-aggressive. He's not going to go to Kuzma and be like, I want you gone. He's going to go to Rob Palinka and be like, I want Kuzma gone. If Rob says no... We had this conversation beforehand. LeBron has next year. That's it. AD has this year. That's it. So he could look at AD and be like, look, you're with Clutch. You're signed to my agency. I'm going to do you a solid. And I was trying to get Kuzma out of here. They told me no. They value him more than me. I'm opting out. I'm going to do what's best for you. You, you see what you did, right? What I do. You went from you went from a trainer making a comment. It's a trickle down effect. It's, it's gone. a triple effect. It's a trickle down, bro. 
I, nobody wants to listen, but watch. One of these times, I'm going to see her and be like, I told you so. I, mean, I, I told you so. And look, how have your records been all season? Hey, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I said one and two. I'm a playoff predictor, not a regular season <laughs> predictor. Just like the Lakers are a playoff team, not a regular season team. Oh. I am built to predict the playoffs, not the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, tell me you can't see that. Like, obviously, that's worst case scenario. Like, all hell broke loose. Like, that's nuclear. I'm not saying it's going to happen, or there's a good chance of it happening. But that could possibly be a scenario. I think because we really don't know how LeBron feels about it, and he's not going to tell us. I think they'll be fine. He's injured. Hamburg. Yeah, we'll go with that. He's coming off and he's, he's trying to play himself back into playing performance. He probably knows that he re- he messed up the game. And this is his way of just saying kumbaya. But when has LeBron shown the ability to take criticism? Ever. That's a good question. And it's not even like Kuz is a superstar. Kuz is the third best player on team. But on this team, he's technically a role player. That's true. So now you got a role player taking shots at LeBron who is not. He's not just a role player. You know that. He's the third best player on this team. Yes. I I give him that credit. But you're averaging 11 points a game, dude. In the last few games, you're a role player. Leading the team in scoring. You're a role player. Until he can do this for two, three weeks, four weeks at a time. Well, he's probably going to have to do it because someone's hampered. If he does this until All-Star break. I'll lay off. And I'm not saying he has to do it every game. No, but I'm He I'm can have sure three, four, con- five bad games as long as they're not consecutive. He's gonna as long do, as they're broken. He's going to do this until LeBron James is not hampered. Because obviously he's hampered. I mean, you should you shot two for 12 from three, bro. Okay, so what happens come Stop playoffs? shooting the rock. What happens comes playoffs when Kuzma is disgruntled? Do you think that Kuzma is going to be disgruntled? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know Kuz like that. really falling. Bro, I'm just saying I play everything out. I play everything. I'm like a computer. I simulate it in my mind, okay? Are there choices or just bad choices? (laughs) Just battles. For me, just battles. That's all I can do. You can prepare yourself mentally for the the fall. Yeah, so when it happens, I'm at his butt hurt. I recover better. <laughs> if I sit here and I tell myself it's all roses and, and oh butterflies and I'm just skipping through a prayer, I'm going to be devastated like, when bad happens. <laughs> I told you, I said, they're probably going to lose a bunch of games and then LeBron James might take off some games when we're playing these next four terrible teams. No, well, not next four terrible, but outside of Dallas, the, the next three teams are pretty terrible. Yeah, that, that's the good thing. Come January, their schedule lightens real back up. They have the Knicks. They have the Magic. Um, they have a couple other bad teams in there that they're going to play in the early. So, yeah, they took the four-game losing yeah. streak, but they're going to recover real quick here. Yeah, and we can consider ourselves ourselves the underdog when we play the Clippers. Because as much as, much as – uh, Messes guys like Marcellus Wiley were talking about the Lakers after they won. Like I said, the Lakers should have won that. The Lakers lost that game more than the Clippers won it. 
I'm standing by that. I really believe in my heart. The numbers tell you one thing, and this is why I don't care too much about analytics because I watch the game, and I'm more of an eye test person, what I'm saying on the court. The Lakers had full control of that entire game. They were up 15 halfway through the third. They were up five with four and a half minutes left, and they lost. They were controlling everything except for the most notable stats and Kawhi Leonard. And yet they still could have won, and LeBron was not attacking at all. Imagine if LeBron would have been going to the rim. LeBron looked only about 50% healthy. Imagine if he was 80 yeah. And he was able to actually have some explosiveness and try to get to the – there's fouls called because the refs were calling it very loose. The only reason the Lakers didn't go to the free throw line more was because at the end of the game they started throwing into AD who would turn, just take a turnaround 17-foot jump that's some, shot. That's my problem. Like they, He went to them after they were cold. Like That's why I feel like he lost that game for us mm-hmm. because – he tried to get, work himself back into the game. And then once he was finally, like, playing adequate, he was like, hey, let me throw the ball to AD. Hey, LeBron, I mean, AD hasn't had the ball in, like, 10, 15 minutes, bro. What, what do you think he's going to do? I mean, he made one of them. He made one of them. He missed one of them. It was over both times. It was over Montrose Hero, which I'm not mad at those shots. The I'm mad at those shots. I'm, I'm not mad at them. I just wish that in that point of the game, he would have tried to assert himself a little bit more and been more dominant. Ooh. More both AD and LeBron. I'm not mad that he settled for the set because ideally, throughout the course of the game, that's the type of shots we want AD taking when Montrezl Harrell was on him. Mm-hmm. But in those closing minutes, AD, look, I know you don't want to get down there and bang because you're soft, but get your big butt down it's there and bang. Soft. Bro, that's how I feel about AD. I love him as a player, especially since he's come to L.A. and I get to see him every night and I get to appreciate him and respect him more. I still think he's mentally soft. Mm. That's why he's like, I don't want to play the five. I don't want to play the five. Because he's injury prone. Bro, I'm asking you for four minutes. Go down there and bang, please. LeBron James please, doesn't go down there and four, bang. LeBron is 35. AD is 26. LeBron has never gone down there and bang. He's a premier player. When is <laughs> when, when have you been like LeBron going to the post? Do you want LeBron in the post you know or do you want LeBron, him handling the ball? Like, I've always had this conversation. If you know you're, run, if you're running the would be if he was actually If you're running the offense the through him the way Kobe and Jordan did in the triangle. Yeah. Yes, but that's not Le- LeBron wants to no, be more like Kobe, Oscar Le- and Magic. LeBron could be better in the post than Kobe and Jordan. You know what? But why? LeBron wants to be Oscar and Magic. He doesn't want to be Kobe and but Jordan. What I'm saying is that LeBron would be better than Kobe and, and Jordan in the post because he could create mismatches. He's he could bigger. Be a, he's stronger than both of them. Yes, he could be on the power forward or he could be on a small forward. I get, I get it, but that's not havoc. what LeBron's game is. LeBron's oh. game is modeled more towards Magic and Oscar Robinson, Robertson, not Kobe Jordan. Because while Kobe and Jordan, and you got to think, they ran basically the same position because they both had fillings. So it's, they're both playing the same – Literally the exact same offense. But that offense, once they got the ball in the pinch post, free throw line extended, even though they're in the post, the offense is still running through them. Yes. They're either turning around, they're making a fadeaway, they're turning around, they're spinning off, you either getting to the rim. Yes. 
They're passing it out. They're spinning off you, catching the lob. They're the offense is still, LeBron doesn't. That's not LeBron. LeBron wants to. LeBron wants to play smaller than what he is. Mm-hmm. He wants to play like he's six three, when in reality he's six eight. Just like Magic wanted to play like he was six three, but he was six ten. Oh, you're, you're Oscar, and it's a mismatch. It's their gift, their skill. But LeBron is more in the Magic Johnson, Oscar Robinson mode, Robertson mode, rather than the Kobe Jordan. So when he throws the ball into AD, I expect AD. Come on, I'm asking you to bang for four minutes, bro. Four minutes. Can you give me four minutes? Probably not gonna happen. That's. That's like 10 possessions, man. Come on now. How 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 much further do I have to break this down for you to be like, that's kind of ridiculous that you can't do that. Like, you're 26. It's not like you're old and decrepit. Like, did Pakistan ever play down, play to five? Yeah. When, when they put um, LO at the four? Very infrequent. Ron Artest at the three, Kobe at the two, Fish at the one. Very yes. infrequent. He played the five. But when Bynum part, was hurt, do you like, know how much Bynum was hurt? He was always either, he was either hurt or he was in foul trouble. So who was playing but, the five? But, but <laughs> like very infrequently. And when he was playing the five, he was not effective. You can't say it's very infrequently, but then say Bynum was always hurt or because in foul trouble. The, I mean, the worst part about it is that he wasn't as effective playing the five. He wasn't as effective. Who, Bynum or Powell? Powell. When he played the five, he wasn't as effective. He, but Powell still mm-hmm. got down there. As soft but, as Powell was. And did Powell not bang with KG in the finals? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. After we lost. Yeah, in, in 10, not 8. Because Powell just looked like a the B word in 8. But... Intent was he not banging with he did KG? You think Dwight but, or you think uh, not Dwight? But you think AD would bang with KG? Come on, he can't bang with us on white side. Look, you're asking him. You know, he actually he did it today, but he you act you want him to go like Powell went through that through that loss in the finals before it actually happened. AD's gone through seven years and he's only gotten to the second round once. He's been to the playoffs twice. How many times twice. Powell Gasol been to the playoffs before he got to the Lakers? Every year. No, was, I think it was like one time. No. You, in Memphis, yeah. they couldn't get out of the first round now. So I'm not saying they made deep playoffs. I saw that Memphis team. That team was terrible. They would year. continually get to the playoffs, but they would continually yeah. get it swept. Him. It was him and nobody else. Yeah, and they would get swept by San Antonio a lot of times. Oh. I believe that. But he would still get down there. He would bang with KG when he was with the Lakers. What did you think went, San Antonio did? He would bang with Tim Duncan. But he went through the loss in the finals before he really – was willing to do it because he knew this is what I need to do to win. Well, LeBron needs to break through AD and let AD know, like, look, we're not winning this year. Probably not going to have to, though, because we we have two other other centers. But offensively, I still need your bang. I can't take – like I said, I'm not mad about the turnaround 17-foot shots over Montrose Harrell at any point in the game until the closing minutes. Those closing minutes – I, I get it, AD. You don't want to play the five. This is not what you want to do. But you need to do it for the last five minutes of the game. Now, what I would prefer him to Regardless do... Regardless of who we have playing center. Because some teams are playing zone on us. 
and they're either forcing him to take, you know, a fadeaway shot. Mm-hmm. But I would, what I would prefer him to do is just kick it out. Because if he kicks it out, then now they're not playing him on a zone. They're playing the team in a zone. And as long as we get to either the middle of the court or get it to a wide-open shooter, we can break down the zone. I mean, that's fair enough, but... I don't know. That's some, this is a topic we're going to have to take more time over the course of the year yeah, um, to talk about because obviously things are going to change. And I feel like I feel my way right now and Kevin feels his way right now. And But things are so fluid, the offense is going to be changing. Yeah. And, but that's going to be a problem moving forward. Yeah. Because it's, if we get to the playoffs and he's now. not doing this and, and, no. or he's doing this exact same thing, it's yeah. like in the playoffs, say we get the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals and he takes those same – 17-foot turnaround fadeaway jumpers over Montrezl Harrell in the last three minutes of a close game. You can't, please, will you just go down there and bang for me? <laughs> Stop being so soft. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Um, yeah, we kind of got off topic, but the Coos thing, it, it's... The Coos thing is real in my eyes. Kevin just like a duck water off the back. <laughs> I think it's real. But we're going to move on and... Um, Two more topics. Uh, I brought up to you Darren Collison. He's a uh, free agent currently. I think he would be nice. If you have such a problem with Rondo, I, I, I don't have a problem with Rondo, but if you have such a problem with Rondo, why don't we pick him up? Rondo's making about $8, 9000000 million this year, so if we trade him for a second round pick mm-hmm. or something, we clear out his money. We can give Collison the vet minimum. We'll have now we opened up seven million dollars cap space we can use for anything else we want, you know? Yeah. I like the idea. The only part I don't like about it is the fact that he retired. So Did he technically retire? Yeah, he did. I'm sure he can unsubmit the paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, he can always come back. See, now, the whole reason that I'm looking at him and I want him is because, like I've been telling you guys since episode one, the Lakers, and this has been very apparent to me very early in the season, we need another player off the bench that can handle the ball, create for himself and others, and is an effective shooter. Because that, that's the thing, we're, and that's why they're having to play Rondo so much off the bench. And you don't like that. You don't like the way it's going. So how do we upgrade that? Yeah. These are the things we need. And I got tired of talking about Jamal Crawford. I would love Jamal Crawford still. But I kind of decided to see what else or think about what else is out there. And Darren Collison, I'm – he kind of fits everything that I've been talking about at Harpin that we need off our bench. He does. Because he he's about, what, 15-6 and six career average, 15.6 assists? Mm-hmm. Really good player. Uh, yeah. UCLA alum. That's the bad thing. <laughs> That's the thing I don't like. Uh, um, but people call him the poor man's Chris Paul. You threw out, you proposed to me, is it more Chris Paul or is it more Steve Nash? I lean more Chris Paul. Yeah. I would assume you think he's more Nash-like, just because if you didn't, why would you propose that question to me? Mm. Mm. Remember when we were texting about yeah. it? Yeah. But I, I think he's more Chris Paul. Um, 
obviously not as skilled, as talented, as good as Chris Paul, but no. the things they do are similar. He's just a couple steps back of Chris Paul. Yeah. Is how I feel about him. I mean, I I couldn't expect much better, basically, given what the Lakers are giving. Now, they would have to cut somebody. Cut Troy Downs, cut Quinn Cook, one of them. I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Neither one of them is getting off the bench. Why are we carrying both of them? I have no idea. One of them, we can pick up Collison. You know he's going to take the vet minimum. What? He's going to say no to the chance at a championship? He's never won a ring. Well, he he said he would. Supposedly he retired because he's a Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness, and he wants to dedicate his life to service. But he's still young. He's like 30, 31. But he can always change his mind. Yeah. Now, if if that's real and that's actually true and that's what he, Mm -hmm. by all means, let the man. Do and I give him all the respect for doing that. Yeah, because it's hard to walk walk away from millions of dollars, you know, to be especially to be religious, like and promote your religion and do because when you're a priest or a pastor, you don't get paid very well. No, so you're you're walking away from so. But if they could somehow get him to come back and play basketball, assuming he's still in shape or he can get in basketball shape. Mm-hmm. He's kind of everything that we're looking for. Well, I know Frank Vogel would love him because he... I think Didn't he have first, him in Indiana? Yeah, he did. His first few years in Ray, Indiana. Yeah, so that, that's, that's a good con- start right there. He already has a connection. Yeah. You know, so it's like... I can't find an issue with it. Do you have, can you find a negative to hypothetically say they were able to bring him in. Could you find a negative to that? No. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. You'd just be good with it, just cool, and we're on the same page for once, or what? Yeah. I, I, I like Collison. I like him a lot. All right. So there has it. There you have it. Maybe the Lakers, Rob Polinka. I know you listen to us. Go <laughs> <laughs> get Collison. Pick up the phone. <laughs> um, and then... We're going to go ahead and make our predictions now. It's going to be kind of a weird time this week. We're going to make our predictions and we're going to end with some funny stuff at the end. Um, so next week, let me pull up the schedule. Who do they play? I know they play Dallas tomorrow. Dallas. And then uh, first I think game. They, I think that's going to be a revenge game for the Lakers. It better. So they play Dallas tomorrow, last game of 2019 of the decade. Yeah. Their next game after that will be Phoenix. on January 1st, Phoenix at home. How did that happen? Right? And then the Pelicans at home. Yeah, the Sunday. Oh, okay. Those three. Yeah, that's fine. Three, yeah. So that. Yeah. Because we'll record before Sunday. Yeah. Um, so those looking at those three games, Dallas, Phoenix, and New Orleans all at home. Um. I'm kind of torn. I don't know whether to go two and one or three and zero oh because I'm 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 not gonna say I'm scared, but I'm cautious about tomorrow because it's the second night of back to back. I'm going three and zero. I'm going three and zero. I'll go three and zero because it's a short flight. It's only about an hour and a half, two hours from Portland, and Luca is only gonna be in his second game back after that sprint. Isn't that home? It's at home. Oh. 
What's that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going 3 0. We're playing a mystic. So. so you got him going 3 0. I got him going 3 0. Yeah. Hopefully next Still week. Go back. It'll be his second game. He played last night, I believe, or Thursday. Mm. Yeah. So he played his first game back after the ankle spray, so this will be his second game. Okay. Which is why, um, even though it's back-to-back and all that. It, it, well, not like he has a ton of athleticism. Yeah. But Luca's a killer. Yeah, yeah. No, I was saying, like, he doesn't, yeah. it's not, he's, he doesn't use it towards, towards his strength. It's not, it's not really one of his strengths. So, Kevin and I both have him going 3-0 and for this week. Hopefully next week when we talk to you, we'll be able to report that we're both correct. <laughs> I hope to God. Um, let's end the show on a lighter note. The Snoop Dogg comments. I'm going to let you take this one away. All right. So, Snoop Dogg went on Twitter and went off on the Lakers after they lost Christmas Day. Just like a bunch of fans, Twitter was... He was, he was expressing the way I felt, but I had to keep it controlled <laughs> because I was a family. And I have a young child running around the house, and I can't be... <laughs> and I got my mom moves out here from Georgia, so I got to respect the old and the young, and I, I kind of had to keep it composed, but he he said everything I wanted he to He went off. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was saying someone... He didn't, he didn't mention any names, but he said... Bench players. Calling people N-words and B-words. You can get yo. (laughs) Ruining my effing Christmas. In the gym and knock down those threes. If you haven't seen it yet, please go look on Twitter. I don't know where Kevin found it, but he sent it to me. Just please go watch it on Twitter. We're not going to actually, we're going to do our best to censor it just because we want to keep it family friendly. We're not going to post it because of that as well. But... You can go find it on Twitter. Yeah. He said he wasn't talking about the starters. Now, even though LeBron James shot two for 12 from three. That's who we should have been talking about. I and know. I'm mad at Snoop because I he know. saw Kobe. He knew Kobe. He know Kobe to this day. So I it's like, yo, that's who you should be talking about. Exactly. And, you know, the only only he said he was talking about the bench. Kyle Kuzma shot four for nine for three. So I know, I know he's not talking about Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, you know, he, of course, he didn't shoot no threes, so you ain't talking about him. Caldwell Pope shot two for three, so, you know, it's not Caldwell Pope. Caruso oh, you just shot, going by deduction here. <laughs> Kuzma <laughs> shot one, and, I mean, Caruso shot one, and he missed it, so. You can't hold that against yeah. him. Yeah, but, you know, Rondo shot one for five. Oh, I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say you talking about. Oh my God. That's the only one. Yeah. He mentioned two. He mentioned two. He mentioned Who's two. Ain't nobody else. He said both of y'all blanks better get in a <laughs> blanking gym. Well, he must have been talking about Caruso then. <laughs> this is why when I saw it, I texted you. I was like, I wonder who he was talking about. Because I wish he would have name dropped. I really do. I wish he was. I, oh, man, it would have been juicy. Because that's Snoop. Did you see earlier in the year their first game in um, San Antonio? Probably not because I, I watch it all online and whatnot. So I get to see, like, what the arena is doing for, like, timeouts and halftime and all that. I don't cut to commercials and halftime shows and all I see what's going on in the arena during all these times. And the first game in San Antonio during the – First or second time out in the first quarter, Snoop was there 
and he was sitting under one of the baskets. So you know how San Antonio has the mascot, the coyote or whatever? Yeah. They gave the coyote a box, like a gift box. And he's sitting there, and he's literally, he comes out from one end, the opposite end where Snoop is sitting. He comes out, he comes on the court during a timeout, and he's crip walking the whole way down the court, <laughs> carrying this box, right? And he just crip walks his way all the way down the court, straight up to Snoop, gives it to Snoop, Snoop opens it. It's a San Antonio Spurs jersey with the name Snoop Dogg on the back. Wow. And Snoop is like, I... <laughs> like he took a little picture, folded it right back up, opened up his jacket, <laughs> his LeBron James jersey. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but they literally had the mascot crip walking wow. all the way down the court, holding a box, wow. and they had a Snoop Dogg song playing in the, on the loudspeaker. Yeah. So he's sitting there crip walking, gets all the way to Snoop, and is like. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was That's so good. hilarious. I'm sure That's you good. can find that somewhere on YouTube as well. But yeah. he, this coyote mascot, he was committed. He, he's talented. He was, he was just crip walking down the court. I'm like, damn. <laughs> That's he's how like, you feel. He's like, yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting years for this one. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> you know, I'm from LA. <laughs> I'm originally from LA. <laughs> I just moved out this, here. You just got me working here. This is, but this ain't going to be my full-time job. I'm from the beach. <laughs> Let me slide my mixtape with this jersey. <laughs> Hopefully one day, you know, the Lakers will make a mascot. And I'm going <laughs> to blood walk out of the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, bro. It, it was funny to me. So Snoop had these outrageous comments after Christmas. He had them right after the game against the Clippers. And he had one the next day. And the one on the 26th is where he was talking bad about uh, two bench players. He didn't name drop them or anything, but he was talking bad about two bench players. Um, the post he had on Christmas Day directly after the game was basically, y'all ruined my Christmas, and I'm putting that PG terms. Y'all ruined my Christmas. I can't believe this stuff. And But it's cool. It's comedy. It's I didn't like hearing it. I don't but think it was. I it, it, it didn't look like he was. Fun. Oh he, no, he he. That's yeah. why it's because he was dead serious. And yes. like I said, he was saying everything I felt and wanted to say and express, but I couldn't because I was in the family setting. Yeah. Had it been a normal game or a normal Christmas for me, where I would have just been, you know, maybe me, maybe me and my girl, you know, my kid, whatever. But had I been alone, oh, I'd have been cussing up the TV. I'd have threw the remote at the wall, bro. <laughs> but I was hot. After that pat bet, I I thought we were getting the ball back. Thought we were getting the ball back. I got up, got some food, come back, and this Clippers ball inbounded. And I'm like, what the what? Well, you know what? If you take away LeBron's 12 shots from three, the Lakers, the Lakers shoot 36% from three. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? You take away Pat Bev's block. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Clippers lose. <laughs> yeah, you never know. He's, LeBron would still have to make the shot. Hmm. They'd call it a foul. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron's bailed out. I don't know what to say. But, yeah, so 
What else you got about the Snoop Dogg comments? Nothing else? No, that was it. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for turning, tuning in. Not turning in. Tuning in to episode eight of the Purple and Gold Hoops podcast. Like I said earlier, please hit that like and subscribe button. It does a lot for us in the channel. Also, follow us on Twitter at PGH1Podcast. Um, Kevin and I are both on there. I don't really know how to use Twitter, so he has to teach me, but... <laughs> He's, I was begging someone to get in an argument with me. Yeah, he's been on I was there. Hot that Laker game. He's been on here for the last couple of games, and uh, maybe nobody got in an argument with them because we ain't big enough yet. So <laughs> help us grow and expand, and you can see all Kevin's shenanigans <laughs> when we're not on here. But yeah, hit that like, subscribe button. This Adam. This is Kevin. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, it'll be a th- uh, three and zero. Week for the Lakers, and let's run that record to 25 and 7. Have a good night.